0: And if you have a calling, don't be afraid. Just act on it. You think then, and even so now at times, oh, this person over here to my right and my left, like, they've got it all figured out. They know what they're doing, but they don't. Like, nobody does. Everyone is just trying to to make it in their own world.
1: This is Epic Ordinary Lives Podcast. Welcome to episode 14 of Epic Ordinary Lives. The podcast that tries to offer permission, permission to be yourself, but I I don't know if we always know who ourselves are and ourselves change at any given time, and that's what makes it fun to hear other people's stories. They can illuminate aspects of our own lives that maybe we wish that we explored more, Or maybe they are on a path that we wish we knew more about. Or maybe they're totally different than us, but there's some aspect of their personality that stands out that we would love to see more in ourselves. I think the same can be said for when we watch a movie or listen to a piece of music. And at least that is my hopeful goal of Epic Ordinary Lives, is to offer looks looks at other slices of life and how other people find their way. This is part two of my conversation with Carly Smith, a coworker and friend of many years who in part one really spoke about leaping into her sales career and leaping into becoming a bar instructor and all the lessons that can be learned when we take a path that is brand new. Here in part two, we discuss a myriad of topics, including relationships, travel, lessons learned while on a mission trip, and many other things. I really enjoyed this aspect of the conversation, and I will say that if you have ever had, let's just perhaps call it the one that got away... Or if you've ever wondered if everyone else kind of has it together. These are the different topics that we discuss in part two. I want to say thank you because often in this podcast, I ask. I ask for reviews because reviews are a tangible way to improve the future lifespan of this this labor of love. And 12 people have written reviews for this podcast. At least according to to iTunes here. So I just want to thank the different people by their username for doing a review because a friend once told me that most podcasts don't get more than 10 reviews and I have officially gotten more than 10 reviews and to celebrate, I'm going to thank the people that have done those. So in no order... Tennessee Burcham, TN Teacher 802, Carol Burning Art, Allie's Homie, German Amerifrau, Gypsy and Green, Heartbroken Fan, T Brash, and Chessa Girl. Thank you all for writing a review of Epic Ordinary Lives. It, ju- it just means so much. Again, when I first started doing this, I didn't have any idea what it would be like. But I loved recording these conversations, and I would encourage anybody that even s- listens to this and thinks it could be fun to pursue this path. If you want to support financially Epic Ordinary Lives, you can always go to the top of Lives.com. Each individual episode has an Amazon banner. If you click on that, you're essentially just going to Amazon through my portal, which means anything you buy, I will get a small percentage back to no additional cost to you. So if you buy anything on Amazon, this is a way to support the podcast. I also want to say that the good folks at Mayday Brewery, a special thanks to Ozzie Nelson for allowing me to record this podcast there. Both part one and part two were recorded at the great Mayday Brewery, which was also episode one of this podcast. And you can kind of hear ambient tavern noises in the background. They provided a great space for that, and I want to say thank you. I hope you enjoy this conversation. I sure did. I will be back next week, but until then, please enjoy part two with Carly Smith here on Epic Ordinary Lives. So, and, and that really leads to some of the work that you're doing that we've talked about that I actually don't know much about, but you... Mm-hmm. Are gearing up for a second mission trip?
0: Yes, I am. This is number two. We're going in March. And so my first one was around the same time. And this is to a country, Nicaragua, which is, I believe it's the second poorest country. However, it is the safest country in uh, Central America. Hmm. Yeah. Who would have thought?
1: That combination of second poorest and safest, I wouldn't think those two would meet. Yes.
0: You know, last year, it was my first time. I've never been on a mission trip, and my cousin Julie, she actually approached me about it a couple of years ago, and I was totally game for going, and it just wasn't the right time financially and with work, and so... I decided just to wait on it. And then I was approached by Julie again last year. And I thought, you know, G and I, we just got married and we don't have any kids. Why not right now? Why not just go out there? Like, this is something that you're stepping outside of your comfort zone. And you know, this is just going to allow you to grow in every way, not only spiritually, but also, you know, you're going to have the opportunity to meet others and reach them. And you get to do it with your cousin, you get to do it with your aunt and your uncle, and you get to meet others. And I believe it was about Maybe four months I, it was it was really soon after him and I got married, mm. and it's good that he <laughs> that he you know was open enough to let me go and and um, pursue this and that's one thing I need to add is that Garrett is very supportive in everything that I do and and all my thoughts and passions very supportive with that so.
1: And shout out to Garrett, by the way, right now, too, as well, who, who is actually in the room. And uh, we are at a craft mm-hmm. brewery, and he did just provide a beer. So, yeah. many thanks. We have a really
0: good story as well.
1: Y'all's yeah. meeting? <laughs> yeah. Go with it.
0: Okay, so I know we're taking a little side note, which I'll come back to this. But G and I, we met, this was my second year at Malo, And... I, I, uh, I was in class first day of class and one of my girlfriends was sitting behind me so it's 8 o'clock you know first day of class Garrett comes in he's like rushing in has his books and everything he comes in and the teacher is like looking over at him you know giving him like some sort of glare like it's the first day of school and you're coming in late right, right. and so he comes in and I didn't know this at the time, but he he knew my girlfriend Jessica. And so there happened to be an empty seat next to me. So he came in and he's like looking around and he sees the seat next to me. So he takes the seat and he's chatting with Jessica like a little high and everything. And you know, so during class, we're getting all that important information. And there's a break in the class, and he looks over at me, and he sees that I have the book for the class. And he's like, hey, what is your name? And I said, hey, it's Carly. And I said, what is yours? And he said, I'm Garrett. And so I was like, hey, you know. And then he looks over, and he goes, can I ask you a question? And I was like, yeah, what's up? He said, where did you get your book? And I'm thinking, what did he just ask me? And I said, the bookstore? And he was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The bookstore on campus. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, this guy is crazy. I don't know if this is like his pickup line or what. So him and I, we just became best friends and. Then we started dating each other, and we dated for about four years. And after Motlow, he moved to to Cookville to finish out at Tennessee Tech, and I moved to Murfreesboro. And so what happened there is that we dated long distance, and then, uh, unfortunately, we went our separate paths for about four years. Him and I never dated during that time romantically, we just kept in touch with each other, you know, hey, how's your family? Merry Christmas, things like that, but nothing else. And then three years ago in uh, late November, early December, we reconnected. And when we did, I just knew that this is it, like he Mm -hmm. is mine. And, you know, during that time frame, I did feel like, okay, If he is to meet someone and marry someone, I am missing out on that. Because he has always been such a wonderful gentleman. And during that time of college, I was not very appreciative of that. And, you know, just little things like opening up a car door or paying for your dinner. Just... These simple, basic things that I took for granted. And now I'm like, wow, we reconnected. He's still doing all these sweet things. And I am, you know, appreciative of it this Mm. time, whereas before Mm. I was not. So when we reconnected, not only we were excited, but everyone else was (laughs) too.
1: Yeah. And so... (laughs) Well, I I love this because we can find ourselves in life in situations where you were together for four years and then it didn't work out and you go, ah, and people go, well, you can, you know, you can tell like people have a million opinions about Mm -hmm. relationships, something so delicate. and. You might be listening to this right now, and yes. your person may be the person, may, maybe not. Sometimes people break up, and it, right. it, it was for the better. But there, there's just no telling. The story yeah, is absolutely. not over till it's over, and in a classic hero's journey style quest where you are you're together and you, you like each other, but maybe you don't appreciate everything as fully. You then come full circle and all the things that you had not necessarily seen are now in the forefront. They're right there. And they, they are the jewels that were there the whole time. It's just now you've gone through the path to see them.
0: Yes. Just the wrong timing then. And then, you know, now it is. And so, blissfully happy
1: (laughs) yeah uh, (laughs) newlyweds of of how how long now well
0: now it's been um, a year and a half and so going back to the original question you know we had just gotten married and and I went on this mission trip and you know it was my first one and I was very I was very excited had no idea what to expect and I just kind of went in with an open mind and packed my backpack full of healthy snacks because I'm a healthy eater, (laughs) and we went to Nicaragua. So we stayed there for seven days in a town called León, and we stayed at it's called El Ayudante. So this is actually their mission statement is, one child, one family, and one community at a time. So a little background about El Ayudante, it's a campus. And at one time, back in 2008, this campus held children, not held, like (laughs) what had happened is that the families around LRU Dante, if they were in a, say, not a stable home life, much like DCS, then these children lived on campus full time. Mm. In 2008, the president's wife made the decision for all the children to go back to whatever family that they had you know if it was a grandfather grandmother grandparents aunt uncles somebody because she felt that going back to some sort of family was better than none and so at this point it's more of a family enrichment center what happens is, is that these families that live around L.I.U. Dante, they, the children and the families, they will walk towards the center, and it is open from 8 to 5. And it's similar to an ESP, an extended school program, is, is what I you know, imagine it as. So the children get there um, early in the morning, they have breakfast and then they ride the bus to school. And school is from 8 to 12 for children that are K through 6. And if they are the older children, they go to what is called secondary school. And so they, they actually come to EA in the morning and then they go to their school in the afternoon. When the children are at EA, they get a breakfast, they get a snack. And also, they're able to learn about sewing, about, there's also English classes, there's tutoring. Skills. Yeah, just basic skills for these children to learn. With that being said, there is about 30 children that are at EA, how this place is up and running is through sponsorships so each child has one sponsor they may have a couple and so also just by allowing missions to come different mission groups to come and serve them and also the communities that's how they're able to provide this service and you can actually learn more at eanicaragua.com and they're also on Facebook and Instagram as well so you can check them out there to learn more.
1: Yeah I'm curious when you first of all what are the activities that you did when, yeah. you, when you went over there?
0: So with it being my first time I did not I think I led one group but I wanted to really just take everything in and assist because I didn't know what to expect. But as I got there, I mean, I was like, cool, this is, this is, I'm good. I'm ready to go. What we did then, we not only worked with the EA staff, but we also went into the community of Thomas Borges, which is not too far from Leon, and that community used to be the town dump. It is no longer that now, but this place is really just, it's dirt with plastic houses. There is a church there, and so what we did out into the community, we also did did at EA. So several things such as having, there was a parent talk. A lot of the a lot of the community wanted to know how to be a better parent. And so um, my aunt and my uncle, for example, they spoke about um, just how to be a better parent. Also, we spoke about drug and alcohol abuse. I did a uh, yoga little workout session with them Mm. and the importance of, you know, just taking time for yourself before you get out and, you know, wash clothes, work out in the fields, take care of your children. And and what I learned is that these people, they have the same struggles as us over here. It's It's different, yes, but the struggles that I'm talking about is some of them may suffer or have a situation where They have a cheating spouse, Mm -hmm. you know, same thing over here. You may have a situation of the wife is trying to hurry up and get, get the clothes clean so they can provide dinner towards the end of the night. Well, same thing over here. So just, you know, different scenarios, but they absolutely have the same struggles. There's this to a different degree absolutely but some other things that we did was really doing different activities with the children of ea which some of this we are this time around we are building upon so this time we're going to talk more about parenting but also talk about values such as honesty, forgiveness, just to name a few, and really speak about that, uh, really speak about that. And so really building off of what we did last year and also my cousin, Julie, she's president of the board there. And so she was able to receive surveys from our last visit and, and take that into consideration of what, um, what the people are looking for and what they're wanting for this time.
1: One of the things that you said is that they go through the same things. Obviously they have the added weight in their backpack of yes. the, the their symbolic backpack and probably their literal backpack, but they, they've got massive poverty, Absolutely, um, probably less uh, access to food and, and clean yes. water. I would, I would imagine or
0: well, You know, while we were there, we weren't able to drink the water. We always had, we were always drinking from a a different area. So food is absolutely something that a lot of, or let me rephrase that, that is a big issue. For an example, if we were out in the field working and ministering and say that, you know, we brought our own food, then, you know, some of us, if, if we didn't eat it all or say if we ate like half our sandwich and half our bag of chips, then we would give the rest to, to one of the translators and then they would take with them. You'll often see when we were out at dinner, I, we had a beach dinner one night where some of the um, sponsors were able to bring the children to the beach with them once they had ordered their meal they would take a few bites of it but then they would take the rest of their food home with them so that they could share with their family
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's that's another thing that we did you know we did a prayer walks where we gave rice and beans out we um had like a uh a giveaway table where we had tons of donations, clothing, hats, just miscellaneous items such as that. And so, you know, if they came to this conference that we were holding, then they got a ticket. And then after the conference, they would come into a separate room where we had it all laid out, where we had men's clothes, children's clothes, women's clothes and 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 different things there and so once they once they were done they would come through the line and they would pick up each a shirt a pair of pants shoes hats just just anything really like clothing is one food so you know what we were able to do is you know maybe not solve everything but at least you know, shine a little bit of light in their day.
1: Well, and having a clean pair of socks can can shine a massive light when, when you don't have any. But what I find very interesting about your takeaway from this experience is that though they do have challenges that many of us will never understand or will only slightly understand compared to this level of poverty, they still, worry about some of the same things and and we're not separate in that way it it is so easy it seems like in this life to make an other out of someone well they they are totally different than me Mm -hmm. this person in this other place with a different kind of garb that they wear and different original upbringing and all of that and yet you know they're probably wondering if the cute girl in their village thinks that they're hot too. Like they probably are thinking and in that way, what a profound takeaway from people that are so different than you. And yet maybe not. Right. Maybe not ultimately that different.
0: Absolutely. And so
1: this episode has been a lot of talk about, about journeys really about your journey, taking the leap into sales, having the guts Mm -hmm. to, approach a stranger, having the guts to listen to a call that pulled you towards bar, having the guts to go on a trip to a country that you had never been. And so having gone on these journeys and thinking back on probably that kid at Motlow, yes. what advice would you give your 18 year old, 19 yes. year old self?
0: Yeah. So that's such a great question. And, you know, I was reflecting on this question earlier today while I was driving <laughs> and something that I would tell myself is you know just to believe in yourself be confident in yourself and if you have a calling don't be afraid just act on it you think then and even so now at times oh this person over here to my right and my left like they've got it all figured out they know what they're doing, but they don't. Like nobody does. Everyone is just trying to to make it in their own world. And so, I would just not only tell myself, but I would encourage eighteen year olds or even now, I'm, because you're never too old to grow. Is if you do have that calling to act on it you know pray for some sort of guidance on that and you know just be confident that right there just means so much to me because if you believe in yourself then you can achieve it
1: And if you don't believe in yourself, if you're terrified, then do a small section of it. Yes. But get in there and put some mileage on your... Well, that's a weird metaphor. How about get in the ring and try something? I think... I think like I love what you said about we look at other people and we go they've got it together. They yeah. don't. They probably don't. I yeah. actually do think some people maybe have it together more than I do, but the the beauty with the realization that we're all just sort of stumbling along. Yeah.
0: It yeah. frees
1: you to fail successfully.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> just allow like grace for yourself. Like, you know, you're just doing the best that you can and if you slip up or if you are being too hard on yourself you know just just be kind to yourself you're doing the best you know take care of yourself you are I mean this this is your one and only body this is your your one and only you know opportunity and so just be kind to yourself and 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 really embrace you know what your journey is about because you're in you have this end point But you have this journey in between that. And so just embracing each and every step, even if it is got even if it's, you know, a detour that you thought, oh, man, I don't want to go that way or I wasn't expecting, you know, to not get that job or. Or to not get pregnant or you Or know, to
1: not marry that person that I dated for four years yeah, that we're now separated. Absolutely.
0: From. Just just try to live in that moment and grow from it. And you know, I just try to do this to myself as well. You know, if I'm in an uncomfortable moment or if life is just taking me a different way, just be in the moment and, and grow from that and take that as a learning lesson. I forget where I was kind of going with that, but Well, it's
1: okay that you know someone might be listening to this and they may go, "You know, I love the idea of her teaching style. I love the I, I like the sound of Bar. Maybe I someday want to be a teacher or whatever your version of this is. But if someone wants to attend one of your mm-hmm. classes, let's just yeah. where can they go to find yeah, out more?" Yeah,
0: absolutely. So just go to bar11.com and I teach on Tuesday nights at 6 o'clock, but you can find any any classes there. There's a wide range of class times and also different classes such as um, Bar Basic, there's Boot Camp, there's Fire Class, there's Tap and Power. There's all sorts of different, different classes that are there, and also... Jen just opened up a South studio in Shelbyville. So this has allowed me and some of the instructors to reach out to that community as well. Be a light for others, so.
1: And that's B-A-R-R-E, and then the full word, 11?
0: The number 11. The number 11, so yes. B-A-R-R-E,
1: 11, one, one mm-hmm. dot com. And... Thank you so much for listening. Any final words?
0: No, I've just been so honored that you asked. And, you know, I hope this reaches, you know, at least someone. And if you have any questions, just reach out to me. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. So just thank you for allowing this opportunity.
1: And what is your Instagram slash Facebook in case someone (laughs) wants to reach out?
0: So um, on Instagram, it's Smith. I believe it's Smith Carly B. Carly is spelled C-A-R-L-Y. And, you know, Smith is the most common last name out there. And um, on my Facebook, it's Carly Bruce Smith. So... But yeah, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for having me.
1: You're welcome. Enjoyed it. Again, this was at the lovely Mayday Brewery in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Look that up. M-A-Y-D-A-Y. Thank you for listening. Do not assume that other people have their lives together and thus free yourself to stumble. (laughs) Because nobody does. And we're stumbling towards happiness, hopefully. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to episode 14. I think my favorite aspect of that conversation was her relationship with her husband, her now husband, who she dated years ago. And I think, again, this offers just an example of what's possible. Because there, there's just no linear quality to life. We just have no idea. We, we might think that we have an idea of how life's going to go. But you never know that the one that got away could still be the one. And that's just a hopeful message. This is not to say that every one that got away is the one. It's more to say, you just don't know. In the best way. Not knowing can be scary, but it can absolutely be exciting. Next week, I will be back with another conversation with an ordinary person who's living an epic life. Until then, I hope you're having a great week. Take care.